you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And my guest today is Jenna Marie Johnson. And she is here to talk to all of us and with me about hearing and how important your hearing is to your life and what you can do about it if you're starting to get, especially as you get older, start to lose a little bit of it every year. And um, so welcome, Jenna. It's, it's wonderful to have you here. And I will let you give fill in some of those blank spaces that I, uh, that I left open. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. I'm Jenna Johnson, and I live in Montana. I'm in the Gateway to Glacier National Park. We're on the Canadian border. Um, That puts it in perspective. We're a very large state. Uh, I moved to Montana actually for my job in hearing. So I had graduated college with a degree in hearing sciences and thought I never wanted to leave where I grew up and my family was. And this job fell in my lap. And I remember my parents saying, it sounds great. Just make it a year in Montana. It will look good on a resume. And here I am 15 years later. And (laughs) I met my husband here and we have two daughters and I'm not leaving Montana. So I'm still in the same clinic as well. So I started here and in October will be my 15 year anniversary. And I have the same patient care coordinator with me and we're, we're a great team. So we love working here. And I was just telling you that our snow finally melted and spring is here, even though we're almost to the first of May. So there's Montana life for you. Yeah. 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 No. And I was saying that, that my, um, my stepson lives in Montana. And so we watch the Montana weather all the time. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, it's, five degrees oh no it's been a very (laughs) very cold and long winter yeah yeah oh yeah no absolutely well we could go on about the weather too I mean that's that's a whole nother (laughs) a whole nother subject we can do a whole nother podcast on that one okay (laughs) so let's talk about hearing yeah and and how important that is to our lives and our brains and, um, and Absolutely. all of that. So we talk about hearing in the sense that it's one of the five senses and it's so mm. important. And, you know, as being in this profession, you get questions all the time of how important really is hearing. And my response to everybody is go through a day with earplugs in your ears and see how it feels to communicate. Because one of the follow-up questions I also get from patients is, well, is it really important that I do something about it? And what I always tell them is you with your hearing loss on paper that I'm looking at, 
would be like me going home and putting in earplugs. If someone came to the door or having the TV escalated or uh, not hearing a water pipe burst in the house, those <gasps> things are oh important. God. And we don't yeah. think about the little minute sounds. We just think, oh, I can still hear my significant other. I don't need to do it. But hearing is such a bigger broader topic than just, can I hear someone speaking to me one-on-one? -on -one? And so it is so important to address it. Um, you know, I, I know you probably have specific questions, but one of the things that comes up for me often is at what point should we get our hearing tested? And I love the title of your podcast because what I've told everybody for years is I recommend 50 and older you add it into your annual exams. You know, we go to our general doctor and we go to our heart doctor and we go to get an eye exam every year, but no one, we get our teeth cleaned twice a year yeah. <laughs> and no one thinks about, oh, I should get my hearing checked out. And so yeah. obviously 50 is no magic number. If there's concerns or if it is hereditary, obviously go mm -hmm. sooner than that. But at 50, I always suggest just get a baseline. If it's normal, wait two years and go back. But you never know what's going to happen with your overall health. And hearing is a part of so many different things that to add mm -hmm. it into your yearly exam at 50 and older is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I went, I was in my upper 50s. Okay. I went in for mine. So um, I had been talking about it. it was one of those things I'd been talking about for a couple of years, but mm -hmm. you know, like so many things that just, right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, and, and to that point, it sneaks up yeah. on you, right? Mo yeah. Most of us don't just wake up one day and have a sudden hearing loss. Yes, mm -hmm. that can happen, but mm -hmm. it's pretty rare. Uh, most of the time it's a gradual loss of hearing and typically it is a significant other saying, you just don't hear me like you used to, that makes us go, oh, really? And so that is why, a, another reason why I say, just go get it checked is at least that yeah. way you have an awareness and you know what to look for. Because yes. typically there's little things that we don't, um, that we don't realize we're missing um, last week I had a patient in my office who started crying because she could hear herself zip up her coat. And oh she said, God. I had no clue my zipper made a noise. Um, <gasps> and then yeah. the same patient was talking and her jaw was popping. And she's like, I <gasps> can hear my jaw popping. And I said, well, yeah. with all due respect, ma'am, I've heard it the whole time. And she goes, you can hear that. And <laughs> it's those little things that yeah. you don't realize you don't hear. You don't realize, mm -hmm. oh, I take a breath and I hear it. When your hearing slowly leaves, you don't realize one day, oh, I woke up and I can't hear myself take a breath anymore. I must have lost my hearing. Yeah. And so those are all things that we should pay attention to and kind of ask ourselves, is the world not quite as bright in the sense of hearing as it used yeah. to be? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And as, as I mentioned to you and I know I've mentioned it in the podcast before you know I have a hearing aid in one ear the other one is fine mm -hmm. I put that into quotes right I mean but 
I'm 68 years old. Okay. It's, it's not as good as it was when I was 50 years old. Right. But I, but it, it's not really at the point, you know, and I have had it checked just recently. So it's not at a point where I need, it's just a matter of aging. Yeah. And there's, there's some point point I probably do need, we'll need it. Well, and I, there's a, there's a point where you almost go on a a watch list, if you will, right? Figure of speech there, but where you're, you're on that borderline cusp where, okay, it's starting to shift, but it doesn't Uh warrant the need of a hearing technology at this point. Uh Uh-huh. And I always tell patients, that's when we for sure want to see you back every 12 months to rechat test and check it. But I would encourage you if at any point you said you just had it tested, you feel like things are changing, by all means, go back sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, not not to not to uh, advertise or anything, but I went and got it tested at Costco. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is where I had gone a year ago actually a little bit more than a year ago and they they don't charge for tests right which most places don't charge for tests right they want to get you in the door (laughs) well and our whole thing is on average it takes seven and a half years for someone to say hey i think Mm. i'm not hearing before Mm. they walk into our doors So what does that tell you? What that tells you is it's not a fun thing. No one wakes up on a Monday morning and says, I think today I'm going to go get ice cream and my hearing tested. It's not a highlight of anybody's day, right? We're nervous. We don't want to be, let me back up. We think about it in the sense of glasses. I've worn Ah. glasses for years and no one has ever looked at me and said, weird, you wear glasses. You must be old. But we internalize that with hearing, right? Oh, that's what my Mm. grandparents wore. Or, oh, I'm not old enough. Oh, it's not bad enough. But with eyes, you don't say, oh, my vision's not bad enough. I'll just ignore it. (laughs) And so (laughs) that's relating that with hearing, right? (laughs) That's what we do. No one wakes up on a Monday and says, Mm. I'm going to go get ice cream and my hearing tested. And so it tells us that there's this stigma with hearing. It's not necessarily something that we want to deal with or we want to face the reality of. And so that's why we offer offer complimentary hearing exams is to take that fear away that Mm. if we had to charge for it or if we charge for it, it, most people wouldn't come through our doors because why do I want to go pay to be told I can't hear, right? Yeah, right. there's a much bigger picture than that, but from the client's perspective or the patient's perspective, that's kind mm-hmm. of the the barrier, if you will, that prevents a lot of people from coming into our door. So if we can mm-hmm. remove that by offering a complimentary evaluation, it's a lot easier to come in. Yeah, no, and that makes and that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Be- yeah, because a lot of people are just going to say, well, if I have to pay for it, and right. I hear fine. So it's I not bad enough to... yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not like it takes that long no. to have a hearing test. We allow about an hour because yeah. we factor in you filling out paperwork. 
I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer that we've got to get to know each other. I've got to have all yeah. the pieces of the puzzle before I can just say, this is what you need. Um, yeah. We look in the ears, we do a gamut of different hearing tests to test the different parts of your ear and what's going mm-hmm. on, speech testing. Mm-hmm. And then we want to make sure that we have the adequate time to go over the results and uh, then make any yeah. recommendations if it's needed. Right. And so we do okay. allow about an hour to do all that. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is not especially for two ears. That's not surprising. No, and if it doesn't take that long, so be it. But like I said, yeah. most people have quite a few questions when it comes to the actual hearing test right. portion, and so uh-huh. we want to make sure we have the adequate time to go over all the results. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. My biggest thing too is with it is a lot of it is all about education, right? I have to Mm. educate you on why it's important to hear better. I have to educate you on how we hear, because if you don't lay that foundation, why would anyone move forward with a recommendation? And so one of the things I tell everybody, which I'm sure you've heard this before, is we hear with both ears and the ears communicate with the brain. And that's why it's so important that if there is a hearing difficulty, we're proactive and we do something about it. Uh, our auditory systems, like any other part of our body, right? I, this is a silly example, but I use it often in my office, is if I were to take my left arm and have it in a sling, and I wore it like that for six months, and then you say, hey, let's go lift weights at the gym, I'm not going to be able to do anything with that arm because the muscles have atrophied. Our auditory system's the same way. If we're not keeping it stimulated and we're not keeping Mm -hmm. it active with communicating and processing sound with the brain, we actually can start to lose it at a quicker pace. And then it's more of a shock to get it back as well. And so that's why we recommend get it tested, stay on top of it. If there is a difficulty, address it right away. The sooner you're proactive, the better it is for you long-term. Um, I was looking back at your past podcast. I know you did a whole podcast on hearing loss and dementia and the connection there. Um, yeah. And it, that's not a every time that's what happens. And I, I don't like no, to no, use no. that because it scares patients, quite frankly. Yeah. But going back to my point is you have to keep it all active and working together. And the more you keep your whole body physically in shape and the brain is part of that the less likely we are to see those things develop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But see, from my point of view, I think it's great to scare people like that because you're going to get some people who are going to come in because they are going to be scared if they can, you know, if they really can tell the difference. Absolutely. I mean, I know personally, one of the reasons I wanted to go in was because I could tell using either the AirPods or just my wired, um, you know, things um, that I had to turn the left one up higher mm-hmm. to hear it. Sometimes I couldn't hear it at all. Yeah. The right one was fine. The right one still is relatively fine, you know, for my age. Um, and that's what made me go in. Yep. Because I well, had figured that out, but that you know, then then when they said, well, it could you know, it can affect your brain because your brain's not, and I'm sure I'm not getting this all right, but your brain needs that stimulation. Yep. And if it doesn't get stimulated, it it tends to dissipate. And... 
you know, absolutely goes down. Well, and that's why, I mean, this is kind of my soapbox here, but that's uh-huh. why hey, I always you've got it. You're, you've got, you've got the soapbox. Perfect. I always tell patients, I'm like, if you're going to invest in hearing technology, wear them. There is nothing more frustrating to me to know that you invested the money and they went in the top drawer of the dresser and you've not touched them since. Because from my perspective, if I don't hear from you more than once a year, I assume everything's great and that you're doing well and you love them. And then I see you back for your annual and I find out that you went out and you rarely wore them. That does both of us a disservice because if you're going to invest in them, wear them. The more you wear them, the better results you're going to have. Not only is it keeping your brain active and stimulated, but one of the things we hear the most in our office is when I go into groups and restaurants, I just can't hear. So when I go into those places, that's when I put in the hearing technology. And it's like, well, you have to retrain your brain to hear when you're not in those circumstances so that when you do go in them, it's not overwhelming because your brain's already used to hearing. We're retraining your brain to hear what you've been deprived of. Uh, I always tell my clients, I'm like, you did not get to this point overnight. (laughs) The hearing loss on the paper has been years in the making. So we have to adequately and appropriately retrain your brain to hear what it's been Mm -hmm. missing. We can't just turn on the hearing devices and say, go hear better. I hope it's not overwhelming. (laughs) We've got to gradually retrain it. And that's why we're pretty strict on follow-ups. You know, we fit you with the technology and we see you back in a week. And then, as you know, oftentimes you'll go back two, three, four times in a six-week period to really dial in the sound and your environment. You know, Mm -hmm. I can take five people with your hearing difficulty and all of you are going to want it different because your environment, your family that you live with, your work is completely different than the other folks. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And and which, which makes me think of uh, actually a couple of different things, but, um, so we were talking about what earlier, you know, what the phone issue is mm-hmm. that I have, right? So how how normal is not the right word because I know it's not the normal, but you know, how, what percentage of people have that kind of a and and is it um, inherited? It can be hereditary for sure. Um, uh-huh. As you shared, your brother has it. You think your mom had it? It definitely can be genetics. Mm-hmm. How common is it? Conductive hearing losses aren't that common, um, mm. especially in a clinic like mine. So we okay. are a independent hearing office. Um, we have mm. two providers okay. in our clinic. Most of the time, if you have a conductive hearing loss, it's going to be pretty sudden. And the physician mm. will send you to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Um, oh. In a situation like yours... It's not that common that we see it, quite frankly. Um, I can uh-huh. probably count on one hand how many times in 15 uh, years I've had someone come in with your condition. Okay, interesting. And then you kind of have your decision of which route you want to go down and how you want to help yourself to hear better. Most hmm. patients just say, I want a hearing technology and I want to get back to hearing better. And you watch the good ear and make sure it doesn't get pulled down over time. And uh-huh. it sounds like yeah. you've got a great, 
team of providers and that you're getting the support you need. So that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it probably helps that I live in a rather large area with lots of cities and lots of doctors and lots of right. All that. You have a, and the the, support you need. Not to mention the technology, right? Absolutely. Technology companies. (laughs) You're very lucky. Yes. Yes. Oh no, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I appreciate that. I do. Good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting because before I, before I had my test, I had no idea that that was even a possibility. You know, I just assumed, oh, okay. It's just, you know, I'm getting older and Um, so that was, that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I, do find that um, if, for instance, I don't have my hearing aid in and I stick one of the earbuds or whatever or the AirPods in really far, I can hear it better. Yep. Right? Because I assume it's because it's bypassing A the couple things. part of the bone. So, well, so you're going to get a better seal, partly the further in you get it, the better seal. So the less noise is going to come out of it, but also um, the more direct sound you're going to get that way. Mm. So I always tell patients, you can't get your hearing technology in too far. You're not going to reach your your drum. And the further it is and the better seated it is, the better sound quality, it's going to be the same way to your point with an AirPod. Right. Yeah. Now you mentioned a little bit, and I kind of wanted to touch on this about uh-huh. what brought you in initially and how you knew mm-hmm. to go get your hearing tested. And I suggested that my baseline's everybody 50 and older. Um, uh-huh. But a lot of times there's things that we don't realize we're doing until someone points it out. But not all of us mm-hmm. have someone with us often enough to point it out. Um, and so those are things like, you know, always leaning. This might've been something you were doing. Were you always leaning to your right ear in a group? You know, you go to lunch with friends and you're leaning in uh-huh. and you're going, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're favoring one ear without knowing you're favoring one ear. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know, actually. That happens point. often. Um, We touched a little bit on memory. Sometimes it's Mm. not memory. It's just the hearing. And I don't say just to negate Uh, it, but we don't realize, you know, you're talking and then they say, oh, well, I asked you to take out the garbage. Did you not do that? And you're like, oh, I didn't even hear you. It's not that I forgot to take out the garbage. I just didn't hear you say, could you take out the garbage? Um, One of the other things is that we sometimes have a tendency to almost become antisocial. You mentioned Mm -hmm. this with your mom, that she was becoming Mm -hmm. a little bit more depressed and maybe not not showing up to the family birthdays or not answering Mm -hmm. the phone as often when you guys called. Those Mm -hmm. are things that I always look for. You know, I look for those Mm -hmm. in my grandparents. I look for those things in my parents now of are they wanting to not necessarily be as much as a part of things like they used to. Um, The TV volume going up. That seems like such a simple Uh, thing. But once again, I touched on this earlier. It's so gradual that we don't really realize that over the last year, maybe we've turned the TV up consistently and it really is louder than what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
one of the things I also is, you know, if you, if you find yourself that you're just laughing to laugh, <laughs> you, you, you're in a conversation and you're just, <laughs> everybody else is laughing. What did they say? Uh, Uh, a lot of times okay. it's what we call a sound void that we know that they said something and we got the bulk of it, but the funny word or two that made everybody laugh, what we heard either didn't make sense to the rest of the sentence or they were just completely voided out and we didn't hear what made everybody laugh. So we're just kind of laughing to laugh with the group. Uh, Uh huh. Yeah. And to that point, being exhausted after being social. Uh, this was years ago, but I had a younger woman come in and she at her one week follow up said, you know, the biggest difference I've noticed with my hearing is I feel more rested than I have in years. And I kind of just sat back and I was like, why do you think that is? And she said, because I'm not straining. She said, I didn't realize how much, A, my neck was straining from leaning in one way and how much harder I was having to concentrate to be part of my conversations. And she said, now I can sit back and I just, oh, and I can be a part of it again. She said, I feel more rested and younger. She said, you just made me younger. (laughs) Now, not everybody has that big of a drastic response or not everybody has that much awareness necessarily. Thank you. I was going to say who noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So that's all really of good those point. things are, I, I always say they're kind of the toolbox of what to mm. hone in on. And like I said, mm. in those seven years from saying, oh, I don't think I heard that to walking into our office, those are kind of the the internal checklist of things to say, okay, is it time? Am I doing X, Y, and Z that we just talked about? Uh, Uh Because those early signs, you know, it's easy, like you alluded to earlier to say, oh yeah, it's just not important enough or, oh yeah, I'll deal with it next month. But they add up, they add up quickly. Oh yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, and yes, as one gets older, you know, almost everybody probably 95% of everybody says, oh yeah, I need to go get my hearing checked at some point, but they don't do it. Right. You know, I mean, I have that issue with the person who shares my house with me, shares the house with me, Um, you know, and, and I am a big, you know, rah-rah cheerleader for, for hearing tests and hearing aids. Yep. Um, and, and I still can't get him every once in a while. I'll say, well, why don't you make me an appointment? It's like, great. When do you want to go? Yep. But it, you know, it still doesn't happen. So here's the thing. But yeah. Until he's ready, there's mm-hmm. nothing I can say to him in the office and there's nothing you can say to him Bingo. that's going to make him come into my door. But yeah. mark my words, <laughs> there will be an event that happens Mm. that he'll do it and he might even do it without telling you there always Mm -hmm. is and and I obviously have been doing this for a while yeah I've had people in my office that I've just looked at and said with all due respect sir nothing I say is going to make you move forward I don't even know why we're still having this conversation because you know that their wife just put the forced them to come in (laughs) And they're checking it off their to-do list. And it's like, you don't want to be here. You could care less. I can tell you're in 100% complete denial. Let's just reevaluate next year. And they're like, oh, thank God. How'd you know that? You're like, well, 
I've done this a time Hello. or two. Yeah. Uh, but something always happens <laughs> now mm. that we've got mm. them thinking and now that these mm. things are top of their mind, something right. always happens that typically they come back and they come back without the person who encouraged them to come in in the first place knowing. And more often than not, I, well, I live in Montana. This is for us in our area. And a lot of times it's like, I didn't hear the birds or I didn't hear the elk bugle. Um, but yeah. it also yeah. is a tendency to be, I was at my grandson's birthday party and I couldn't hear him oh, say, Papa, I loved oh, you. And so oh, you start to oh. think about those things. And yet yeah, again, yeah. That's why conversations like this are so important because it brings up that awareness yeah. that we don't even realize. And so it's all just about being ready. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And, and it is funny because um, there have been times recently where I will have said something and he didn't answer me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, of course, it's that I didn't say it. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to play that game. But, you know, it's just, it, it's, and I don't know, is it, is it me or is it gender specific? I mean, are men more, more to do that? Do they do that more than women do? And that's not to say women don't do it because it can also be a very, I don't know that I can I don't know that I can answer that one way or another mm. because I feel like in the 15 years I've been in the same location I feel like it's shifted um, oh. I feel like for the first half of my career it was mainly women dragging their feet okay. because okay. they didn't want people to see them and they didn't want their friends oh. to know and they didn't want to be the old friend and now oh, I feel like women are the ones that are that want to be more socially connected. And I feel like that's really shifted that now we we don't want to miss out on conversations and we don't want to mm. not hear the grandkids. And I don't care what it looks like. Just help me to hear better. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I have when no, you go to the movies. I have no facts to back that up. Yeah. yeah I just, yeah. that's what I feel, at least with my office, is we've okay. kind of seen that switch. Um, yeah. And I think that most men, they just, they either want to come in and do it, or they don't notice it enough that it's not affecting them. I would say it's not necessarily that they're dragging their feet. It's just, oh, right. that, it's yeah. not that bad. Oh, it's right. it's not an issue. Oh, I'm good. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it, in the sense of men and women and who does it more. It's yeah, two yeah. totally different ballparks. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what it sounds like. Which is not surprising. Which right. is not surprising <laughs> because you know we are different. Right. And like in I said, so many men, ways for men, it, there's always something that you know. For my uncle. My, my uncle lives in a beautiful, sunny part of the country where he golfs 362 days a year oh. and sometimes more than once a day. And for him, oh what it was, was he couldn't hear the guys he was golfing with. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that would do it. So, you know, if it, that's a huge part of your life and you're missing yeah. out on it, you know, if you notice everybody's laughing and I don't know what we're laughing at then maybe that's the motivation. And so mm -hmm. for guys, there seems to be 
more of a pinpointed event that brings them in. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So let me ask you another question. Headphones. Yes. People listening to music on headphones or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, what to look for, what to think about what, you know, I mean. Yeah. Obviously the higher the quality, the better because you can get a higher quality sound without the volume. But mm -hmm. any time you have a direct noise that's consistent, it can be mm. damaging your ears. Whether that's just music in the background or music in a headphone. And so for me, it's more about the length of time and the quality of the sound than anything. Um, mm -hmm. This was years ago, yet again, another patient story, but I had a 36-year-old come in, which is not uncommon or unheard of, but it's not a daily occurrence in an office like mine. We're normally the 50 and older crowd. We do have a handful of younger patients, though. Um, and she came in in tears and was like, my left ear's hearing is just gone. I don't yeah. know what's happening. She said, it's oh been gradual. God. It's not been overnight. But she's like, it's just not the same. And I said, okay, well, for how long? She said, six months. I said, what changed six months ago? She's like, well, I got a new job. Well, she worked in the mail sorting room at the post office. And off to the, her desk on the left side was the mail sorter. And the constant all day long caused her to have a noise notch from that. Now, obviously not everybody has that, but that just goes to prove it's not always about the volume of the noise. It's about the consistency and the length of time as well. Um, obviously volume, the louder it is, the more likely yeah. it is to damage your ears. And so that's why I always say, Back to you asking if, you know, if you get it in that left ear really tight, you feel like you hear better, the higher quality and yeah. more direct sound better fit, the lower the volume. So that's mm -hmm. going to be better on our ears in okay. general. Okay. okay. Um, but anytime you're doing anything, you should yell over or you have to yell over to be heard. You should be wearing ear protection. Um, I always tell people if it's one little cut on a saw, so be it. But if you're going to be out, you know, doing multiple cuts with a saw, or if you're going to go leaf blow, if you're going to go mow the lawn, wear the ear protection, because all of that sound, we, A, we don't need to hear it. <laughs> like I said, you're going to have to yell over the noise to be heard anyways. So really, in order to have a conversation, you're going to turn off whatever you're doing. So why not protect your ears from that damage? Headphones are no different, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Now, they don't. They don't protect. If anything, they're they're in. You're inundated even more so from the, the right proximity. Exactly. So, uh, and I say that, and I we live in a world where we all wear them, right? It's not like I don't wear headphones, but I also try to monitor how often I wear them and how length of time, how loud they are. Um, you know, years ago, it was the, oh, all these young kids running around with their bass in their cars, shaking the windows. And now it's like you hardly hear about that. It's the headphone talk. So I'm waiting for what it will be next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or when I was growing up, it was like, oh, my God, they're all in the place and the bass and all that stuff, you know, listening to the live music. 
Yes. And it was. Sometimes I had to walk outside. It was so loud. It was too loud. Yep. For me. Yep. We did that last week. We went to a local concert and it was so loud. I looked at my husband and I said, we're leaving. My ears are throbbing. And yeah. I actually called the owner of the facility and I said, I don't know what you did, but the acoustics on this night were awful. And there's no way you didn't damage all of our ears to some extent because it was painfully loud. Um, so I don't know. I think the older I get, the more sensitive I am to that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I had that when I was in my twenties as well, going to the, to the concerts actually probably even younger than that, but yeah. 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 You don't think about it. Well, I think we're probably about coming to the end of our, uh, our time here. And um, this has been wonderful. I appreciate it. Um, and I, I will also bring up, which you and I talked about a little bit before we got on, which is that there are a lot of places don't, don't not go get your hearing tested right. because you think it's going to cost you something. Yes. Most places, if not all places, will not charge you to test your hearing. Or you'll have an sure insurance benefit that will cover it. That also true. Yes, yep. that's right. Very good you point. Know, yes. My biggest thing is, hearing something that affects every aspect of your life. There's no reason to not do something about it, even if that something is getting your baseline test. And yeah. then you have the education and the knowledge to know. Um, you know, like I said, not everybody's ready right away, and that's okay. But yeah. there's no reason that you have to live with it. Yes, yes. No, no, I agree. I agree. And you know, if you are around 50 or if you're older than 50 and you have not had your hearing tested, then maybe you should reach out and do that just as a baseline. Absolutely. To start with. And I don't know about where everybody else who's listening, excuse the, the pun there, but um, here where I live, it takes a while to get an appointment. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able, you're probably not going to be able to walk in. Right. We actually discourage places, not all, but yeah. yeah. But even so, you're not going to be able to call your your um, your medical insurance place, whoever it is that you doctor or whoever you go to or whatever. Everybody's backed up. Ever yep. since we had the three or four years of COVID, all of a sudden people are you know want to get want to get their health and everything checked, and which is great. I think it's wonderful. But just so everybody knows, don't expect to call and be able to get an appointment for tomorrow. Yeah. Probably it might be. And if it is, then maybe you need to think about why do they have all of these appointments? Well, <laughs> to play just devil's kidding. advocate to that, we leave yeah. intentional spots for new patients because oh, that's nice. The psychological for point, yet again, well, yet again, it takes seven yeah. and a half years for you to call. And if we say, what's today, <laughs> April 28th, if we say, perfect, our first opening's June 17th, studies have shown you're going to cancel. Not going to happen. It's yeah, not, not going to happen. We have yeah. a seven to 14 day window to get uh -huh. you in and keep your appointment. So we uh -huh. have blocks on our schedules for emergencies, but also for new patients. Yeah. Our goal is always within two weeks, you can be seen. So it doesn't always mean we're not busy. It well, just thank means you. That's we're being nice intentional to know. with that. Yeah, no. And, and I, would, I would hope that a lot of the other places, 
in the country, in the world, whatever, you know, have the same, have, have thought that through yeah. as well and understands that. The quicker we can get you in, the more likely you are to keep your appointment and still be motivated mm-hmm. to want to know about your hearing. Good. Good. I like that. I like that. Okay. Sounds good. Any that's, other that's questions? A, no, I was going to say that sounds like a great place to uh, to wrap this up. Perfect. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. It was good talking. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. And I think we got some really good information out there. And for people to, to learn about hearing. Um, because I still think it's one of those things that most people don't know about. Even if they know somebody who has a hearing aid, they don't sit down. Nobody sits down and asks me about it. Right. Well, most people might not know that you have one. Well, that's true, but I tell everybody. <laughs> there I you go. I'm not one of those people who likes to, who acts like, oh, yeah, I no, no problem. I don't have that. No, 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 no. Ask me all about it. I love talking to people about it. <laughs> Good. We need more people like you around. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you can clone me, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how well that would go. But anyways, thank you very much for coming on. And I'm going to close with what I usually close with, which is that this is not medical advice and that neither of us are doctors. And so if you are having a problem, please go and, especially with your hearing, go and get an appointment and talk to someone who is trained and licensed to do this. So with that, I will say goodbye and thank you one more time to Jenna. And I will talk to everybody else next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.